is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 28th, 2021, season 17, episode number 29. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, it's a happy Tuesday here at the Star. Cowboys get a big win last night, division win. They win 41-21 to over the hated Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, why, why are you laughing? Hated. Just, just, uh, we just kind of threw that in there. Yeah, you know, fans fans yeah, are part of that. Fans hate the Eagles. Like so yeah. it's it's good. It's perfect. And uh and it was a game that that I think we all I don't think there were really a lot of surprises from that game because I think all of us picked them last week and I think we all picked them to win handily and and they did. I don't know that we picked them to win that handily, but we certainly thought this would be a, a lopsided game because I think the Cowboys are just a better team. But let's start where we usually start the day after a game. And I'd like for each of you guys to give me uh just kind of your big picture takeaway from that game. Let's start with you, uh, Dave. LF, MF, and G. How about that? That's my big takeaway. Wow, okay. That's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> we going in this morning. L- that L- was... LF and an MF. Right. That was... Dang. I said, field, this, I said this on the radio a little bit ago. It wasn't... It wasn't as clean as it could have been. It wasn't a perfect game. There are no perfect games. But that... Mike McCarthy is going to frame that in his office as like, this is the way that I want this team to win games. It was every, it, it was all the hallmarks of what this team is capable of, in my opinion. An explosive offense with an absurd amount of ways to beat you, a ground game that can absolutely punish you and wear you down, a passing game that has six legitimate options that can hurt you, and that's without Michael Gallup even being healthy enough to be part of it. A quarterback who is, uh, my God, Dak Prescott is just in such command of this offense. The confidence, it just like radiates off the field. And all of that gives you a lead and allows your defense to be opportunistic and make plays and do things like pick off Jalen Hurts for a touchdown it's a formula that we've seen work here time and time again, but maybe even more explosively because of the amount of talent that they have on offense. And it was just a thorough beatdown. It was fun. Nick? Uh, I mean, I thought, you know, you said there weren't a lot of surprises. I was surprised in the way that this offensive line um, flipped the script, and not always in a, in a great way, but they ran, they ran the ball down their throat. They really couldn't pass block very well, but they could run it, and they got into the red zone and ran it in. I thought that was impressive. I mean, usually this offensive line, the way it's been built, it's been a little bit more, I wouldn't say finesse line, but they're a little more athletic and um, don't have as much problems with the passing, but they kind of did last night. But they were able to just kind of run it, and that set the tone for the entire game. That one driver, they had a first and 20, they overcame. They had a first and 19, overcame that, Mm -hmm. and still scored a touchdown. I mean, I I just thought, like Dave said, I thought Dak is just masterful 
And, I mean, his stat line is amazing. I mean, that, that that's that's it. That's what you want right there. It's not a 300-yard game. It's 236 because they're winning, and they're winning, and they can run it. And the running backs have 150 yards, and he still has three touchdowns. It takes whatever. Not worried if Cooper's stats are big. Not worried about C.D. Lamb. Just going to take what they give him. Yep, and, and not just take it. Aggressively, aggressively take, take it what they give them and I, I love that about this team right now because if you want to take away the wide receivers then guess what the tight ends will kill you if you want to by the way if you want to look at this team even from the standpoint of let's say for example god forbid running back goes down you got another one tight end goes down you got another one you've already lost the receiver you got others right there are when you look at this team, the way it's constructed offensively, it's not just we'll aggressively take what you give us. We also got backup, and we got backups on backups. So it's like they have a they have built an offense that really outside of the quarterback, right. and that's the big right. key. Right. Outside of the quarterback, they can sustain a lot of different hits and still be able to find a way to move the ball. And that's what you love the most. That's what I love the most mm-hmm. about this team. This offense is an amoeba. Or or water, you know, it takes the it puts on the shape of the vessel that it's in. It's way too deep for how little sleep I got isn't last there a night. Name for, there a, a, I don't know. There I think is a name for Bruce that. Lee said, "Be water," and the Cowboys are okay. water. Like, I mean, like that's my point. They can kill you. They'll run for two hundred yards if you want them to, or they'll murder. I mean, Dak can throw for four hundred. If, yeah. if I mean, we've seen him do it. And don't come at me that like, oh, that's not a winning strategy. That game, they had the lead with a minute to play. I mean, it's not like they were coming back in garbage time like people like to criticize Dak for. They can win whatever way you want to present. And it's fun to think teams are going to switch up. They're going to see this, and they're going to they're going to switch up and try to find new ways to combat this. And Kellen Moore is going to say, cool, well, we're this this week. Mm-hmm. Have fun. And it's just it's fun to watch. Speaking of Kellen Moore, man, I, every time every game that he calls this year, I've walked away from the game being like, man, he is, as as uh, Bucky always says, he's in his bag. Like, he's coming up with the right calls at the right time. And some of them, by the way, don't work. There were moments last night, the uh, the end around, yeah. down in, in, in goal-to-go situation. A lot of people can question that. I don't because I look at that and I'm like, hey, I like his creativity. Not everything he's going to call is going to work. But I like the fact that he's just trying different things and he has a method to what he's doing. And I think most of the time it's working. Yes, yeah. a joy to watch through three weeks. Yeah, I mean, the, you're right. That down there, they they kind of they messed that up a little bit. Um, what I don't understand is that you know they, I love having McGovern in there as, the, as a big fullback. Um, of course, he wasn't in there on those on that play on that fourth and fourth and one. Yeah. And um, well, you wanted him to just destroy the quarterback's back, so I don't know. That's that's a little weird, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, you said just run him at Dak. I'm yeah. like, no, don't run him at Dak. <laughs> just hit Dak in the back and <laughs> no. push him through. He worked for Reggie Bush. Yeah, it's true. Okay, he scored. He a younger by quarterback the way. that hadn't had some, hadn't had a big injury. I'm like, don't hurt my quarterback. Why can't we get the sky cam over the goal line? Well, they did I mean, have why, a, they why did don't have we an have angle. A... They did have an angle that was high. If you remember, it was they high, but it. it wasn't, and it, it was. was it wasn't right on it. If it would have been right on, then you could actually see. No, this is. This but the is ball would have been still been covered. Like that's the problem with that okay. whole thing. You couldn't see where the. They couldn't really see. Y'all where are the on ball the right was. track, but you're not going far enough. In 2021, why don't why a don't chip? both noses of the football have a chip in it? Look, I'm and you can you. say, let's consult the eagle eye, just like tennis has been doing since I was like five. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, it went like, yep, there it is. Little ah, graphic like says, horn goes yeah. like a red light for hockey. This no, is I'm not hard. I'm absolutely with you. I'm absolutely. With you. As a matter of fact, you want to talk about technology between that 
and just having a sideline where they just track with a laser where the ball is and where it needs to go for the first down. There is no question of whether you cross the, the plane for a first down or goal line. Like all of this stuff is very easily doable. Technology is there. The most profitable American do sports league, and they're like, these two pudgy dudes with chains are going to mark the progress of the pudgy. ball. Just to emphasize. Because they typically are. Yeah, to emphasize that they're not at the top of their game. No offense to those guys. Okay. I could stand to spend more time in the gym, too. But that's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. They're like, well, that guy's butt got in the way, so I guess we don't know if Dax calling. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Stop. That's. It is always weird to me. Like It never matters until the end of the game. Yeah. But it is weird Like when the guy just goes down and the guy comes running from the sideline and just gets the ball and cleans it off and then puts it down. And I'm like, this isn't right. It, the, the, the one that, that gets me is the punt that goes out of bounds mm-hmm. and the guy's back here and he's just running. Like, you have yeah. no freaking clue where that ball right. went you're out just of bounds. You're just going like, to run until you get tired and you say 28-yard <laughs> line. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's and I mean, weird. did not wind up mattering, but I that's as – that is as incensed as I have ever been, probably since the Dez catch. I just really, uh, yeah, yeah, because okay. it, it was ridiculous. And talk about, I mean, all the things that happened last night. Yeah, Dez just decides to show up and that, rib Mike McCarthy. That's probably the best part of the it. Night is for I me. wish we had video of that. That would have been so great. I wasn't. I actually wasn't okay. there. I was in the overflow room okay. talking to uh, Parsons and Zach, but Rob was there. Yeah, Dez just. As if, yeah, as if that wasn't fun enough, Dez Bryant sticks his head in and he's just like, hey. During Mike's press conference. Mike, I caught that ball in Green Bay. You know that. <laughs> that's, that's classic. And also, so great. he's wandering around the tunnels just dapping everybody yeah. up, just everybody. like a family reunion. And he's wearing an 88 jersey. And I was like, Dez, you're not really wearing, wearing your, your own jersey. jersey, are you? Nope, it was the C.D. Lamb jersey. Right. Just showing love for the young guy. Ah, I love that guy. Yeah. He was nice. he was awesome. Like, he was and so excited. He could not wait. He was waiting like like a little kid on Christmas. He could not wait for yeah. Jerry Jones to come out of the locker room so he could talk to Jerry. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Jerry was in that mood. We're just, you know, so excited. And everybody, and, and you know what I thought was cool, too? I know we're going on a tangent no, we'll, we'll, here, we'll but I thought it was it was neat. He was down there. And, you know, we, we remember Dez's career in different ways, a lot of different things happening. But when you see the practice squad guys, the Jaquan Hardys and guys that are running off uh-huh. the field and all that, and they see and they, they do a triple take, like, that's that, Dez. That's right. And, yeah. it, and it's like, hey, Dez. And then they just stop because this is our generation. They're like, can I get a picture? He took more pictures with guys that he doesn't players. know that never played with and all yeah. that. He's Dez, you know, and, and players love him and, and and fans love him and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. You know, the cherry on top of a very nice Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was good. It was it was a lot of Cowboys royalty, obviously, because of what was happening at oh, halftime. Yeah. But that that was the part that made me a little nervous. If there was ever anything that made me nervous about that game, Nick, you and I have experienced this a lot. Games where they're doing celebrations, they don't always end up to work out too well for the Cowboys. And so I was a little bit like, man, I, every time a celebration, I'm a little bit anxious. But, it, man, it, it, by, even by halftime, once they get to that. One time. Well, it was bad, though. It was really bad. Are you talking about Washington? No, I'm talking about Baltimore. The closing the stadium game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, two times. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Washington. That was horrible. Yeah, that was a horrible yeah. night uh, as they were closing Texas Stadium. But 
No, I mean, I mean, yeah, it just it, it was just like even by halftime, you already got the sense, oh, Dallas is going to run away with this game. Of course, Dave, you and I were kind of going back and forth, like, are they really? Well, Maybe they will. It was twenty-seven. No, we, we weren't going back and forth. You just you ride the I emotion do. of whatever's happening in a game, and I'm just like, haven't you been doing this for twenty years? Like, don't you just just pull back? Doesn't just matter. pull back and take the whole thing in. And what I told you was uh, the two teams I wrote root the most for, Dallas and the Longhorns, they have put me through a lot. I get a it. A lot. And so I got PTSD. I don't trust anything. Anything that creeps up that looks a little funny, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Derek, Derek, just to give you all some content, like before halftime, Derek was like, man, you should start writing your story. You can get out of here early tonight. <laughs> and then like one play went against the Cowboys, and Derek was like, oh, my Slow God, down. it's Slow happening again. I was like, dude, how do you live like this? <laughs> like just. I don't know, man. So it's anyway. It's bad. All right, let's jump into the game. Uh, I wanted to uh, go through some of the storylines that we talked about going into the game and see how they turned out for the Cowboys. Uh, one of the things we talked about last week was Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia was 18th in rushing defense. They were allowing 120 yards per game. It signaled uh, that, again, Dallas coming off a game where they had 198 yards on the ground against the Chargers, uh, that this may be a game where they would rely on the run again. As a team, they had 160 yards rushing on 41 carries. Zeke was 17 uh, for 95 yards, a 5.6 average. Pollard followed that up with 11 for 60 with a 5.5 average. What were your thoughts on the Dallas rushing attack, attack last night? I'll be honest. I was impressed. I thought they'd be able to run the ball, but I thought they were dominant. I mean, the stat yeah. sheet says they only ran for 3.9 a carry, but Lamb's end around and some Dak yep. scrambles are thrown in. I mean, If you take the two running backs, right, they're averaging. The running backs top. were averaging almost six yards a carry. Yep. I thought that was really impressive. I know Philly doesn't have great linebackers, but Hargrave, Cox, you know, they that speaks for itself. Yeah. And uh they just took it to them. I mean, they ran the ball 25 times in the first half and I wrote about this last night. It was it was vintage Zeke in the sense of just beating somebody down until they don't want it anymore in the fourth quarter. I thought that's exactly what was happening. Yep. I mean, I thought he he ran as as well as we've seen in a while and just got some some tough yards and finished off some runs and 95 yards. I mean, as long as it was a 13-yarder, there was a couple in there that he just that one we I, that I remember down by the goal line where he just basically was like, "Well, I'm just going to run at you, just run you over and get mm -hmm. another 3 4. I mean, he really pushed the pile his way. And that's something I've been critical on with this offensive line is you're going to have to push their way back in. And I I really I thought that having first and and night first and 10, you know how I am about first and goal at the 10 and the <laughs> 9. I mean, it's like a death sentence. Well, first and goal from the 19, I mean, just Zerline just get out there. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> And they, they get six yards to Cooper, a 10-yard run by Zeke, and then on third and three, they just run it in. Yeah. I thought that was as, as impressive because that, that really changed the game. Instead of it being 17-7, it's 20-7 to because they missed the extra point. You know, kickers have to mess up things. But um, it, it is funny, that. though, how it's it, that. You talk about riding the wave. I mean, you miss an extra point, and it's like, well, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, the guy that drilled the 56 yarder to beat the chargers or it's funny though because it's back and forth i i can't get out of the habit even knowing that zerline's had his struggles like they score the touchdown and i immediately i'm like okay what was that scoring drive what did they do who did this who did that and you're 
putting it in context and you look up and you're like, God, he missed? Yeah. What the? And for so many years with Dan Bailey, you could get away with that. And so I have to like train myself like, nope, you got to watch the extra point too. Yeah. You don't know what's going to yeah. happen. I was going to save this, but since we're already talking about it, do you get a little bit concerned? Though? I know you said, yeah, he drilled that 56 yard mm-hmm. to win that game for you last week. Not a lot of kickers in the league can do that. But the number of misses There's that he's had, that and, and you're talking about some extra points on top of that. You're starting to, to me at least. I start to get a little bit concerned about consistency because you want to be able to just count on your kickers mm-hmm. in certain situations. It's something we used to talk about all the time uh, when they were having more, you know, kind of turnover at the kicker position. Do you prefer the guy that can make really big kicks, really long kicks, or do you prefer the guy that forty and in extra points, even forty-five and in, he's money. He's going to make it every single time. And and I kind of just like the consistency. That does bother me a little bit. What about y'all? I, yeah, it should. No, I mean nobody should feel great about it. And I just think the reality is there's only kind of like with quarterbacks. Like how many teams in the league just have a kicker where they're like, we feel great about this all the time, every time. It just the Cowboys were spoiled to have it with Dan for as long as they did, and they don't have it right now. I don't. I don't have an answer to it. Yeah, I'm not ready to fire him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's not I, a lot of better options. I personally, what I, I just need you to be able to hit from 40 to 50, honestly, because that's when you're getting down close in the red zone or near the red zone and the drive stalls, and that's not an easy field goal, but one that you should make. That's what I care about. But extra that's, points you should care about. Of, well, right? of, of I mean, I care about all of them at the end of the day, yeah. but if you can reliably hit those mid-range kicks, I think that – that's more likely to win you and lose you games. Yeah. Understanding that you don't want to miss. PAPs. This is not Brett Maher situation where the guy, you know, he's hitting sixty yarders and you, you don't know if he could kick anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, is that that's not the second miss? It's the first miss extra point, but the one in Tampa was, I think, shorter than that. Um, no, then he missed the next. He missed point. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he has missed two, missed, and yeah. he's missed three basically inside of thirty-five yards. Um, that's that's concerning. That's concerning in three I mean, games. Yeah. It is. Um, there's not, I mean, the guys out there on the street are on the street because they've missed some too. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, who's the guy they brought in two years ago? I mean, Kai Forbath. They brought in Kai Forbath. I think he was 20 of 20. I mean, extra points, field goals. But th- he that was a good stretch because he's had bad stretches that yeah. leads you to the streets. And that's that's what happens. So, I mean... I, I I trust him more than I don't, but yeah, it's you know it's it's shaky. We're just we're gonna circle it and keep an eye on it, and I I don't know what else you can do about yeah. it other than say it's concerning. Probably not so concerning that you need to make a roster move, but hopefully it doesn't bite you in a worse way. It, if you're gonna yeah, let's have that happen in twenty point wins. I and mean, not not nail biters. I mean, you're gonna bring you know. Hiralahu or whatever. I'm sorry. Hiralahu. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That I that mean, helps. like, you think that would make anyone feel good? And, and the tough thing about kickers is, it, it's. I don't even know if it's. And I don't know this. You guys may know this. I don't know that it's a situation where, okay, okay, kicker, we're gonna work on this and we're gonna get you more reliable. Like at this stage of his career, he knows what he's supposed to do. He does it every single day. It's just for whatever reason, got a little bit too much of it this way, or I got too high on my whatever it was, like. I don't know that that you can work that out. It's only a mental thing at this point of your kicker having to find that mental consistency. And and so I don't even know how you make him better. It's very similar to Zeke's fumbling issues last year. Like, you think Ezekiel Elliott doesn't know the proper way to carry a football? Right. Like, it, 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 S happens. I mean, you got to fix it, but I don't, there's not some cure all of like, 
like Greg Zerline knows how to kick an extra point. You just, just got to do it. Yeah. I don't, like I don't, I don't know what else to say. And that's the part that's worrisome to me, I guess, is that I don't know how they fix this other than Greg just getting it together, right? And that's you, you're relying a lot on him getting it together. And by the way, if you're going to have designs on doing the things that we think Dallas has the capabilities of doing, they're going to be playing some really good games, and those extra points are going to matter. Those field goals that are thirty-something yards that you just count on—they're gonna matter. So uh, I think they gotta—they gotta figure out a way to get him to a point where he's able to do that more consistently. All right, let's take our first break and we come back. I did have a couple more questions about the uh, the running game and particularly the split uh, split on carries. Uh, we saw Zeke get a lot more yesterday in the way of touches. I want to ask you guys if that's going to be something that we should probably expect more uh, of this kind of split than what we saw maybe in the game against the Chargers. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys Way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, October 2nd, to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of the stadium, play the games, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' big win over Philadelphia. 41-21, to Cowboys moved to the lead of the NFC East in this early part of the season. Three games in, they are 2-1. and one. Uh, the other what, Philadelphia and Washington are both one and two, and, and the Giants pulling up the rear at zero and three. It's and, over. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure that the Giants haven't played the best of those three teams if you look at all their games. But they're sitting at zero and three. The other two teams are at one and two, and so 
you know. I don't know about that. The Giants look like trash. Washington certainly doesn't look great. So I don't know. I mean, I just it that this division I think is obviously right there for the Cowboys to take it. I don't see really anybody posing much of a threat from what we've seen so far, but we'll we'll see. And injuries are still a part of the game, so that's always the part, the wild card with the NFL. Right? Yeah, and that's what's kind of interesting about this team is that you know you're hoping you know this team stays healthy, but they're, but they're not really when you think about yeah. it. I mean, you got Demarcus Lawrence, your your best pass rusher and best defensive end that's out. Michael Gallup's out. I mean, Leo Collins is out uh, right now, and you know I just. I don't know the, the other than D Law because I think you could definitely you know have him help, but I mean I, I I'm not saying that Cedric Wilson is just as good, but like in a pick your poison type offense, yeah. there's going to be games where Michael Gallup goes two for seventeen and has a you don't need Michael schedule. Gallup to be successful is the point. You no. can be successful without Michael Michael Gallup. Scott, I, I mean I think you could. I don't want to put this to the test, but you could probably be successful without any one of those three. As long as you have two of the three, I think you're okay. Actually, I, I will take it one step further, and what I'm going to say from now on on our show is, I don't even want to say if they stay healthy. If Dak stays healthy, yes. they can do pretty much what they're doing right now. They have they have depth in the right places, and he is the trigger man that makes everything go. The defense feeds off this offense. The offense feeds off Dak. So if Dak is there... I think the sky's the limit for this team. And also, to Nick's point, as much as last year sucked, how much did it help to get some seasoning for those guys who need I mean, is Terrence Steele look yeah. as good as he looks without just getting thrown into the fly, fire last year? Mm-hmm. Guys along the defensive front, I know Dorrance Armstrong didn't play in this game, but he seems like he's taken a step forward. Uh, Cedric Wilson got opportunities last year. For similar reasons, uh, D- Diggs, I, I think, is the best. Trayvon, yeah, of course, like, got to throw God, him out there. How are we? You didn't have any other choice, but yeah. How are we? Twenty-five minutes into the show yeah. without bringing up Trayvon? This is freaking this Diggs. well. We're gonna get to that because I got a whole segment we're gonna do on this defense, and I, I think it is one of the most fascinating turnarounds that I've witnessed with the Cowboys in a one-year yes. span with young players. Dalton Schultz being another one. Yeah, I, Does, yeah. I mean, yeah. he is. He is a badass. Yeah. And like like a year ago at this time, we were like, is this guy worth a crap? We were like, is he going to make it out of training camp? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he, that might be the most, even ter- maybe more impressive than Terrence Steele. Uh, yeah. And we said all through tra- training camp, I was like, it's going to be a committee. They're going to do this and do that. And Blake Jarwin still has a role to play. Yeah. I mean, he's had a couple nice catches in every game this year, but. It's clearly Schultz's show right well, now, and he, should be based on what he's doing. And you got a decision to make. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I under. I'm, I'm just saying that you have to, to talk about. It. He's a free agent. I mean, Gall- I mean, do you want to really let him go at this point? Let's. Let's. I know, but you. I, I know. I know. I just. I no. I, I'm. I'm just laughing because that's the nature of football. Is you got to start thinking about this stuff. Oh, and I'm sure they are still like. I'm sure Stephen and and Will are thinking about it. They have to. They they may just be like, hey, let's get this thing done in the in the bye week. Or, yeah. And then of course his agent, exactly right. smart, is like, no way. Eh, we don't think no, so. No, we'll wait. Yeah. So you know, and, and I'm just saying, the free agents that they have, they have some free agents. It's it is early to think about it. But I mean, with with Connor Williams and Randy Gregory and yeah. Matt, Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz, I mean, and don't forget, this is the other part to that. I think both of your coordinators might be out the door when you come to the offseason. So right now, what I've already decided in my mind, you better enjoy this year and you better get the most you can get out of it because 
the the turnaround that Quinn has gotten from this defense yeah. and what we already talked about what Kellen Moore is doing every week. Like if that continues throughout this year, the likelihood that those guys get opportunities to go on and be head coaches again, or at least for Quinn again, it's pretty strong. Sure. I'm not everything y'all just said is right, but I just hate that we're doing it. I know. I know, but I know it sucks for <laughs> But it, I, that's the part of being nervous, like, oh my God, you gotta take advantage of this opportunity because you may not have this opportunity. Once you get past this year, this may be one of those years where everything has come together at this moment. You better get the most you can get out of it because everything may change next year. Right. All right, let's talk a little bit more. I did have one more question for you guys on the running backs. We look at the split, and we've been talking a lot about this over the first two weeks. But this game, Zeke had 20 touches. Pollard had 12. It was clear to me anyway, even from the beginning of the game, before the game began, when Zeke Grant runs out there as your offensive captain, that I think they were trying to make a statement. Zeke's still very, very, very important to what we do, and I expected that they were going to ride him, and they absolutely did. Is this more of kind of what we probably can expect throughout the year, that Zeke still is going to get the bulk of the carries? There will be games when Pollard's being used a little bit more because of what he offers for that particular game, but Zeke is still your your, your main guy. Well, and I think this is part of the reason I thought last week was so weird. It, it was the same thing. I know Pollard had more carries and had 100 yards, he still, I think he got 38 or 35% of the snaps last mm-hmm. week, and Zeke got like 65. It was 70-30 last night. It just so happened Zeke looked more like the workhorse who took all these and carries. And probably got more of the ball carries, right? even though he was out there less but as far the, as the, snaps. The share of the, of the snaps was the same as right. it was last week. And, yeah, I think that's what we can expect. It's always going to fluctuate. It could go anywhere from 25% to 40%, but... I think Zeke is going to hover between 60 and 75, depending on the game. And I think that's right. I I think they're playing this exactly the right way. I mean, 100% agree with all that. I think that... um, I I just... I like the way Zeke is running the the ball right now. I mean, he, he looks like a guy that is focused on the fumbles. I mean, he's definitely cleaning that up. He's also looked like a guy that that when he you know he looked leaner this year and he, and he's running that way. I mean, he's you can just kind of tell there's a little bit more uh burst and and I love what's happening with Pollard because at the end of the year we've seen Zeke, I mean, gets a lot of carries and and he kind of wears them down. Right now, I think these two guys together will will help each other and I mean, if Corey Clement can get three carries at the end of a game, I mean, and 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 Cooper Rush handing him the ball, I mean, that's that's a good sign for, yeah, the, no for the game. Um, let's let's move to the defensive side of the ball. I want to start first with talking about Philadelphia's strategy. I, I found this shocking when I looked at the post game statistics. Uh, Dallas held Philadelphia to 64 yards rushing uh, on 12 uh, 12 carries. That was a 5.3 average, but they only had two rushing opportunities for their primary back Sanders and one of those was a 24 yard run were you as shocked as I was that they didn't get their running back more involved in that game and at least try it more even if it even if it didn't work it seemed like they were having a hard time getting a rhythm and he had one really big run are you surprised that they didn't use him more yeah, I, yeah, I'm surprised that anybody wouldn't try to attack this team on the ground after what we saw last year. And clearly they're playing much better, but has anybody really and truly tested them that way? I mean, Tampa threw the ball 50 times. It was all Herbert last week. Nobody's really committed to that. And the only the only thing I can come up with is just that, and I can picture a coach saying this because I've heard Jason Garrett do it like a million times, it's just 
the game sort of got away from them. I mean, they could the, the Eagles. I mean, they could not establish any kind of rhythm. I'm looking three plays, three plays, mm-hmm. three plays, four plays, five plays. That was their first half, and they're down 13 points. And so, and now all of a sudden, you got to change the way you play. And then what? The third play of the second half, they go down 20 because of the pick six. So, I can picture a coach saying like, "Oh, the game kind of got away from us," but. I think you got to try it a little bit harder. I mean, not that yeah. the Cowboys are complaining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that's not what they want to do, run the ball, but I mean, Sanders can you know, he he can be effective. I mean, he was a good he's been a good back here last last couple of years. Um yeah, I mean with 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 the inexperience that they have up there. I mean, um with Osa and you know, well they were down so many guys because of injury in the in the middle of their defensive and, line. I mean, there's not many things. I mean, I'm not saying you should make a living testing Micah Parsons, but I do want to see <laughs> what it's like. I mean, I think teams should try to run at him and see. He's he's not. He doesn't have the the build of a normal defensive end. He's aggressive. He likes to get up the field. You can use that against him sometimes. And I'm I'm just kind of curious now that it's been two full games of it. Why teams aren't running it a little bit more at him? Mm-hmm. And maybe that but will come. Maybe I mean, you know. But maybe it'll come by the time D. Law gets back in there and he's back to linebacker, and then run at him. Yeah. But I yeah yeah it's weird to me. I don't I don't have a great answer I mean, he, for it. He 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 played a nice game, and there was a tackle he got for a loss where they ran right at him. I thought it was I want to say it was a no, that was a big a, play. Yeah, it that was, was a big it was play. a second or third down. It was a it was like a it was a first it, it was a second down because it was second and two yeah. or second and one. They just got right, nine yeah. yards to to um. Might have been Sanders. Somebody got nine yards, and then, and then um, he made a nice play. I thought that was that was one of my five changing plays because yeah. I mean I thought that that led to a punt. Um, and that was one like you're not fooling me on it. Yeah, but he made, I mean he made a handful of like small kind of yeah. mm-hmm. hidden plays. The deflection, I think it was on the second down in the third quarter, led to a punt. Uh, chased down Jalen Hurts when he scrambled. I mean, it was only like a three-yard gain. It could have gone for a lot more. I thought, yeah. But this, I mean, let's talk about. I mean, the, the spy was for the most part was Jalen. I mean, yeah. he was the spy in the game, and you know, Jalen hurt Jalen on Jalen, and Jalen Hurts did not really hurt them. Mm-hmm. God, that sounds weird. Uh, but with because Jalen Smith, I mean, he he played well. He played well, and I think our our bar is obviously lower, and we're not expecting a lot from him, or not really sure, especially when it comes to running sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Quinn has got him playing better football. I really do. I think this is a this is a good setup for him. There are. You can see flashes of the old Jalen. And, you know, we got four hours of sleep. I haven't had a chance to watch the game back. But you can go. There are plays last night where you can see him struggling to get off of his block or yeah. even doing that weird thing Jalen does where he seems like he's running out of his out of the lane. Way. Yeah. But he is playing pretty well in the role that Quinn is designing for him. And honestly, yeah. again, without having seen it again, it seemed like Jalen – was doing whatever kind of spying they were doing. Like, it wasn't Micah, obviously. Jalen had that responsibility. Every time Hurts got out of the pocket, there was one guy running him down. And, like, more often than not, it it didn't go poorly. I mean, watching watching him gear up to get out to the numbers is an adventure. I I don't know how else to say it. But but it didn't burn them, I guess, is the point. I mean, the answer is in the numbers. In the last two games, Jalen Hurts had 62 yards on the ground against Atlanta. He had 82 against San Francisco. He had 35 last night. So 
whatever they did seemed to work. And a lot of the times, like I said, when you found him outside the pocket, uh, it was Jalen Smith who was who was chasing him and running him down and keeping this him from getting very the game. classic hats to the football too. Yeah. There was the one sack where it was like, Ooh, are we giving quarters of a sack out right now? Because like Jalen was in there, everybody was Osa there. was in that there, one, yeah. So. I thought for sure we'd see some swiping going on after that. Yeah, he got up. I don't know if I don't know <laughs> if he's kind of just giving up on the swipe, but he kind of got up and he wanted to celebrate and he did something different. He didn't swipe, but I haven't really seen the swipe this year. And he's had some swipeable moments. Let's he's be had sure. It. He's had he's at least had two or three. You know, he is playing. I thought. I think he's one of those guys that's playing surprisingly okay. And what that means is, based upon what I thought of him coming into the year, I'm not disappointed in his play right now. Not at all. Especially when you ask him, when you think about what's happened here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because of the injuries and everything that's happened at defensive end, Micah's been taken away from the linebacker spot. And he's had to play more, especially in the nickel. Keanu Neal's out. Yeah. And basically, Parsons was out, too. Him and Leighton Van Der Esch played the they nickel down, yeah. in a game where, you know, they, they like to run and throw and the quarterback's mobile and all that, and it did not hurt them. So yeah. I, I, you got you got to go hats off to them as well. And, you know, I... I we get a chance to talk to him um, after the game, you know, and, and the last two weeks he's come over to us. And Chris, our producer, he's, he's right there. And you can just kind of tell Jalen, I don't know if he's different. I think he's been somewhat humbled, but he hears the criticism he knows. I think he's trying to really just put his head down and work and 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 you know, you, you gotta give him you gotta give him credit for. It. I think he's played he's played pretty well and give Dan Quinn credit for, you know, getting him in a position to do that. You look at uh, at Mike. We were talking about Michael Parsons. You look at his stat line from last night. He had four tackles, half a sack, one tackle for a loss, and five quarterback pressures. The quarterback pressures, I think, is what's so fascinating to me. Um, looking at Micah at this point, enough of I think I've seen enough. But do you guys think at this point you would continue to play him at defensive end for as long as because the vast majority of snaps from last night. We're at defensive end. Do you keep him at defensive end now full-time until the point where at least until Tank is back? I That needs to be part of what he does. That needs yeah. to be a significant part of his role every week. But the fun thing is, and he said this last night, he was asked about it. Yeah, I think he played 33 of his snaps at end, and he played 37, 37 snaps. Yeah. But he's not charging up the field every time. Like mm-hmm. He dropped a few times. He can get out into the flat. He can do some of that stuff. Um so it's it's more it's he's not just making a beeline for the quarterback. But every that, time. that's how they play the defensive defensive end in the scheme. No, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. But he's well suited for that. I guess is my point. If you yeah. want me to be honest, when Tank does some of that stuff, I'm yeah. like, what, what are Rush we doing? Yeah, just dude, go, go, go forward, go. <laughs> yeah. But with Micah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can have some fun with this. You yeah. can confuse some quarterbacks. You can get a pick that way. A guy with his athleticism and way to disguise things that that'll come. Yeah. Um, so. That absolutely needs to be a huge part of his role, but you can kind of tinker with it. I still love the idea of him having the versatility to do more than just get upfield. Mm-hmm. But he clearly needs to be doing a lot of this, at least until Demarcus Lawrence is healthy again. Yep. All right, what we're going to do is going to take this final break. When we come back, I want to talk about the other two young guys on this defense, Trayvon Diggs and Osa Odigizua. Uh, they are playing phenomenal football right now, and, uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about them and what they did last night and what they're looking, what they're doing for this defense overall uh, this season. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. All right, from what I hear, this place was rocking last night. Miller Lighthouse outside of AT&T Stadium. you got to check this place out. Uh, it's where the Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader performance, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit att.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Your tailgate just got jealous. Final segment of the break. We are front for the, uh, the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys win. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21. to Let's talk about those uh, defensive players. Trayvon Diggs last night, man. I, I don't even know what you really say about this guy. He's had three interceptions in three games. First time a Cowboy player has done that to start a season since Everson Walls. That goes back away. Um, in addition to that, you got a guy like o- Osa Odigizua had four tackles, one and a half sacks, one tackle for a loss. Um, you look at those two guys combined with Micah Parsons, and you look at this defense, and you say, you know, you add in a Dan Quinn, and all of a sudden this defense is playing really, really good football. And they're the, what's really making them, I think, really good is the fact they're turning the ball over. Like they're taking the ball away from teams. And really, you listen to Mike McCarthy, he says they've been doing this since last year. How impressive has this group been to you so far? Incredibly. And I actually I thought about this last night. I can hear myself at some point in the offseason because you talk about you got to go from worst to middle of the pack in one year. And how realistic is that really? And you're like, well, I guess if they I guess if just everything hits, I guess if these bargain bin free agents are actually good and I guess if they hit on a bunch of draft picks, maybe they can turn this thing around quickly. And lo and behold, like, what, what's happening right now? Micah Parsons is a dude. Oso Digizua is a dude. Underrated. Jaron Curse and Demonte yeah, yeah, right. Casey? 
Oh, they won oh, free agency this year. Throw Malik yeah. Hooker in there, too. I tweeted this last night. They gave those guys a million dollars in guarantees combined. Jeez. They were, li- I mean, no money, nothing. And that's, in the spring, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, well, they're kind of showing you how much faith they have in these guys based on what they were willing to pay them. And they're all playing like studs. Um Throw in Trayvon Diggs, who we we kind of had an inkling. He looked great in training camp. He was their best DB last year. And it just, lo and behold, like it never happens like this where it all comes together in one year, but that's what's happening right now. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to take anything away from the defense, but I really believe that this is starts with the offense. The offense has helped this defense become better, and it's because, unlike last year, the offense is getting off to fast starts. They're scoring early. They're scoring. I mean, not even in the Tampa game, they didn't. They they moved the ball well. They didn't score that game. But then the second drive, they did. They stayed in it. They were right in that mix. Of course, the last two games they've scored. I think that's really helping the defense. But I don't want to. I don't want to take them away. What they're doing, and this is three games in a row. They've got a turnover inside the two yard line, either in the end zone or the two yard. That's protecting the goal line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that fumble in Tampa, the interception against the Chargers last week, the interception. Which led to a touchdown. Yeah, the other way it but. sucks for Anthony Brown that he finally makes a big play and gets people off his back a little bit, and it leads to, you know, <laughs> the best play of Philly's night probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he was a little chunkier, he probably would have been in the end zone. But then again, it's hard to play a corner. Little cheekier. Yeah, if it was cheekier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he had an ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Who were you talking about when you said I Ron, don't know. Ron Leary. Ron Leary. It was Ron Leary. <laughs> I just, uh, no, there, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, because he's got an ass. There we go. <laughs> there, it there it is. There we go. <laughs> Having an offense that can dictate the pace and the flow of the game. And I mean, the Eagles were on their heels from the moment this game started. And I think that does matter. But I also think this defense just has some swag to it. And yeah. obviously, Micah. Casey, Casey, curse! I mean, yeah. curse is over there Star mixing it up with yeah. the whole Eagles sideline, <laughs> right. just like waving by at him, yeah. which I love. Me too. Yeah. Um, Trayvon Diggs, he's he's fun, man. And I mean, the pick is one thing, but he just, he contested every ball that went his way, and that's why I hate the taunting penalty because he knocks that ball down and just like flexes on the guy, like yeah. Mm. Yeah, B. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And it's just it's hey. fun. It's fun to see guys play without much confidence. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. can I can I get a, like two minutes here, which might go. All right, go. I'm sorry to derail no, it, but if we're talking about swag, I mean, you know, it's not just with the players. I I, I love what we were able to do. I mean, Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, America's team. We get people take shots at us all the time, every week. I like how we. You know what? We we fought back. And, and they didn't say anything about that damn T-shirt all week long. And then as soon as that game's over, our social media team, we were ready. I mean, and everybody, everybody's been talking about it. Well played and all that. It's been a lot of, you know, it was classy. It was done very well. Kudos to you, you Shannon, that whole social team. Because, you know, we're the Cowboys. We don't even be taking that every, every, every time. I thought I thought they did a great job. And yes, we play Philly again. Deal with it. So what? Yeah, so no, what? it was it was actually, and I don't I don't take any credit for this. It was the social team. It was Audrey Westcott. It you was, signed off on it. It was Presley Arians, <laughs> and we and that's the thing. When they brought it to me initially, my first thought was, Oh my God, we haven't done this. This is not something yeah. we typically do because our brand is not. It doesn't necessarily work with our brand. Like that's not been our brand because, like you said. Every team takes shots at us all the time, and we, it happens on social media so much, and we just kind of just let it go because, you know, that's kind of the brand. But 
we were like, you know, this is entertainment. Let's It'll have fun. some fun. And and the great part about it was the people I talked to within the organization, everybody was kind of on the same page. Like, you know what? Let's go have, let's some, have fun. some fun. This is entertainment. Yeah. Let's go have it's some fun. What it should be. And, uh, and let's just see what happens. And, that, and, that and, it, crew, and it worked out. That crew works really hard. They work hard. They work long they hours. And, and, you know, we all do. But they, they really do. They're trying to come up with it. you got to come up with stuff yeah. all the time. So I thought that that was well played. I just wanted to give them some shout outs. The, yeah, the way that they scratch and, like, they, God, oh, I sound like Jason Garrett. Oh, no. Do it. They scratch and claw and fight. Fight. But the problem is. I did it, too. I'll tell you in a second. They can be, they could be the best in the world at their jobs, but if the team sucks, it ain't, there's nothing they can do about right. it. So, That's like, exactly right. they are at the mercy of how good the team is. And for, you know, to fight through how awful last year was and, like, everything they do is just getting met with derision. I hope you can appreciate as cool as you thought the shirt graphic was, that means everything to yeah. a social team who is just like, yes, a win. Well, not like a, a win on the field, but a win for us. We get to do something fun yeah. and kind of revel in it. It's just great. And real quick before you get to your it's point, impressive. we all lived through that in 2016. It was a year when there was we, we got to do so much cool stuff because the mm-hmm. team was young, they were fresh. They were winning, and they were doing it in a flashy right. way. So it allowed us to take everything we did to a whole different level. And we're doing like, finish this fight videos, and we're doing Zeke eating videos, Breakfast Club, and Sting, and it's it's going crazy. Like that's the beauty of right. this business well, when you get a great season. When you, you know? think about college teams that, that they have great you know video departments, stuff like that. Clemson, the best teams, yeah, yeah, you know. But there is one out there. I, Colorado State or something like that that doesn't do well, but they have great. It's yeah. hard to do it when you're when you're winning. But you said that about. I sound like Jason Garrett. I think I wrote something. I was like, he's just getting better right in front of our own eyes. I was like, ah, Jason. it's not Jason's too big. It's not back. too big. For it's not him. too big. For you him. can't see the steam coming out of his ears. Real quick, um, how impressive uh, is this defensive performance when you consider all the guys that they don't have right now? When you think about the fact they're without Tank, they're without Joseph, Gallimore, Neil, Watkins, Gallup, and there are a ton of guys right now that they are not that they don't have because of injury, because of COVID. And yeah. they're still being able to put together some really great games, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. How much better will they be once they're at full strength? Way better. I mean, they, you should be, especially with Gallimore. I think that's a big one right there. Um, maybe Tristan Hills. Gallimore and Osi, Osa, I like that defensive combination mm-hmm. there in the middle. I love it. I get, I'll, I'll take this because I, I haven't I haven't been a downer today, have I? No. But I'll take. I mean, I just I kind of ride the fence a little bit. I, they've been great. We I don't talked wanna... about the halftime yet. That's oh, fun. we're getting we to, that. Get that's, to that. That's next. I just they they've been solid, and it, yeah. it has been impressive. What they don't have, the way they're making do. Um, I'm just I'm not, I don't know. I'm not ready to crown them yet. I think that which is fine. Yeah. I don't think highly of that Philly team. They should have won that game comfortably, and then. The chunk plays are there. I mean, yeah. Herbert did it. Some of it got waved off by flags, but the chunk plays were there week two. The, week one. The Eagles hit them. For, well, you could kind of expect that from the Bucs, right? Saying, like, it's, yeah. been, it's, it, it's been a common theme across all three yeah. weeks. I have a much easier time tolerating it at Tampa and at L.A. as opposed to home against a not-that-special Philadelphia offense. Again, not trying to take too much shine off of them, but like – Cover a tight end, maybe. I, like, I mean, tight end crossing routes killed them last night. Uh, so there were just a few. And when I say chunk, I mean, a chunk play can be 15 yards, but they had some 35, yeah. 25, probably even a 40 yard gain in there. So 
I just don't, it, it, it it's not doomsday 2.0. That's all I'm trying to say yet. But you know, I also think of that, and I, I think part of that, from in my mind at least, I don't know if this is accurate, but in my mind, I look at it and I say um, that is to me. Maybe I can put that on the fact that when you have a, a coordinator who kind of knows how he wants to do things, and if you're getting – by the way, they haven't had so many chunk plays that it's really hurt them. Yeah. They've given up a few. And so what that says to me is maybe there were just some times when the call was just the call that doesn't work against sure. the, what they're doing offensively, and then you get a chunk play. I'm willing to, to, to give them that because they've been way better on most plays, and especially when they get in the red zone, they tend to stiffen up. So I'm, I'm kind of – and I kind of give him a little bit of a, a pass on that. I think people lose sight of the fact too that you, you're gonna give those up. It's the right. NFL. I mean, you're you're gonna give up 300, 350 yards. I mean, the yards have to come from somewhere. So I get that. And I will say, I, it might it might not matter how quote unquote good they are if they keep playing this opportunistically. Like. Yep. Give up as many chunk plays as you want if you get me two takeaways a week every week. Yeah. Which that's and a, you're not turning the ball over, right? I mean, that's a big ask, but defend the goal line, which as Nick pointed out, they've been great at, yep. and force takeaways. I mean, the rest will sort itself out. Yep. All right, we got to get to the topic. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of great <laughs> things we? that happened last night. We do because I think it's fair. Because I, to be honest with you, in the game last night. This moment was probably the, the moment that most fans had the largest problem with. Most Cowboys fans had the biggest problem with. Uh, you're getting to the end of the half, and uh, and basically uh, most fans wanted to see Mike McCarthy use one or two of his timeouts there um, at the end of that game or the end of that half uh, to give the offense an opportunity to be able to see if maybe they could get down uh, the field. I personally thought, it was a mistake not to do it. And again, I think when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's all a matter of preference. You're up 27. So I get where the coach is like, hey, you know, it's 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 one of those things I felt good about where we were, didn't feel like we needed to press it. Okay, fine. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's a personal preference. Uh, I look at it and say that they probably should have done it. What were your thoughts on what they did there heading into the end of the half? Well, I, I you know, I, I – I like to talk all the time up in the press box. I'm I'm, I'm trying to coach and you know act like yeah. I know anything. That one just I, I'll tell you I didn't it didn't stand out to me. I didn't I wasn't sitting there saying timeout timeout. Um, I I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, uh, certainly not as much as other people do. Um, I I looked at it more kind of the same way. I, I'm kind of content with this. One thing I didn't like was they were running it great. They were moving the ball very balanced. In that setting, you're going to get pinned back probably inside your own ten. The center can't. The center's having problems. The left guard's having problems. If anything that could go wrong here, and I just didn't think it it it, it needed to do it. So I I saw his point, and I'll just say this, coaches. They're going to look at it, they're going to view it, and they say, you know what, I'm okay with this. They're lucky to have seven points. We gave them seven. We keep doing what we're doing in the second half. We're going to blow this team out. So I'm not going to give them anything cheap here. I'm fine. Let's get out of here. And I, for this case, I'm okay with it. Um, but I know that not everybody agrees. Actually, honestly, and I'm stubborn to a fault, but you made that point to me right before we came downstairs, and I'm – I've like been marinating on it this whole time. I'm like, I, I can I can see the logic here of that. I mean, it should have the, been a more if there's a caveat to it, but well, it should have been a more lopsided score. I mean, yeah, they mm-hmm. like they dominated that first half. They should have scored on the sneak. BS by the refs. 
Uh, just terrible luck by Anthony Browns. I mean, it could have been 27-7 going into half. It's entirely possible Mike McCarthy looked at it. He was like, yeah, we're we're murdering these guys. And the score doesn't even reflect how bad yeah. we're murdering them. Man. And so I, I get that. At the same time, but I can't. I just I want to play aggressive and dictate the game all the time, and I can't a hundred percent reconcile. If you look at it, if they use the timeouts or at least one of them, you're probably getting Dak the ball back with a little over a minute to play, and and the way he's been playing, you got to change. I mean, we said this last week. He's probably going to get points if you give him the ball. All things considered, it's a good. I want, I'm not betting against him to get you points, and so. The opportunity to go kind of steal a possession there, especially knowing you don't get the ball coming out of halftime, um, it's just too tempting for me to pass up. The one thing I'll say, and Nick, you, I mentioned this to you before we went on the air, I think what's not being talked about here, everybody's thinking they should have taken the timeout when they got to fourth and five uh, to stop the clock around a minute. I actually think where they should have done something different is the play before that. They would have had, they would have been able to stop the clock around 140, maybe 145. Yeah. Um, at third and 24. Because, right. Nick, your concern was, hey, if I give them that timeout when it's fourth and five, do they decide to go for it? Am I giving them an opportunity yeah. for them to kind of reset, think about what they want to do, and maybe decide they want to go for it? Third and 24, you're not worried about that. Third and 24 says to me, this is probably insurmountable for them. Let me save some time because most likely I'm getting the ball back here. And if I got, if you stop, stop it at 140 or 145, I feel really good. Even if they pin you back at the 10, I feel really good that my quarterback has the ability to get me down at least into field goal range with 140, 130, somewhere like that to be able to get okay. a field goal before the half. Okay, and, and you're and you're right. I, I've kind of done the math. You, you, you call the timeout at third uh, after second down. You call the timeout again. Let's just say they did everything that they they did. They punt it. They punt it from you know midfield, so you're probably getting it. I don't know. They got it around the ten, right? Okay. Let's just say let's they just got say the same field with about minute ten. Probably a little more than no, that. I'm, more guessing. Than I'm that. guessing more like about a minute twenty-five, maybe. Yeah. Okay, minute yeah. twenty-five yeah. at your own ten, yeah. knowing what's happened and already. All you need is a field goal. All you need is a field goal. What is your play calls there though? Because because I'm not. I, I do it. I do it the same way that you've seen all these successful quarterbacks do it at the end of the game or the end of the half. I'm taking what you'll give me on the outside. So I may do a five-yard out to a tight end. And then I'm just getting little chunks here and there until I can ease myself down. Or I get this one shot where I can get us down. And that's what typically happens. You dink and dunk a few times. You get them to bite just a little bit. And then you can pop one that gets you down into field goal range. And by the way, listening to this coach, your kicker's... Yeah, he, yeah, you 50, 60 yarder, 80 yeah. yarder. Like yeah. he can kick an eighty yarder. Yeah, he, I mean, I'm just <laughs> he, he saying, he like Tucker, they thing. believe in him. So get me down to the, but you know, they, whatever. But, but do they believe in Biotish? Because he, do they believe in? in but I'm is, just saying, you're, you you got first and ten on your own eight yard line, and you're back there, and you've got this game in control. What can go wrong? And I, that's all I'm saying is, and, and to to go back to my point. I'm not saying you carry this this book and this is how I coach football every game because there's going to be other games that you're he's got a front row seat looks at it and goes we're going to have to score yeah. we're going to have to score in the second half we're going to have to score we have to put it on but in this game it's like if we don't f this thing up we're going to blow them out look I get that because ultimately he probably looks at it like unless we give them cheap touchdowns they're not going to drive the field on right. us like we we're they're not going to do that that's play. not something yeah. that's not something that they they are capable of doing the way we're playing right now so I get that I'm just thinking. It's more of a philosophy, and and I think when you have a team like this that is as good as they are offensively, 
I think they can make up for it. If you should have a bad moment, I think they can make up for that. And so for me, I'm like, I want to be aggressive every single week. Yeah. Every, as often as, and by the way, that's been the MO since he's got here. They've been aggressive. So why in this moment did they all of a sudden say, let's not be aggressive? Just give me some consistency. Well, to Nick's point, maybe he felt that strongly about how favorable they the second half looked for them. I, yeah. I lean toward agreeing with you. Like, that's my every instinct is to just be aggressive, especially when you have a quarterback like this. But I can at least see the logic of, like, if you just look at everything that happened in the first half, right. you feel pretty comfortable that if you just don't do anything stupid, yeah. you're probably going to win but, the game. But you know, the part of game management is it's like it's the game within the game, and every week you have to be able to adapt. And so I hope he does. And I'm not sitting here saying don't don't be aggressive because there's you know unless you're you know fossil and you know unless you ask the fans if they yeah. want to be aggressive. But you know, but, but there have been moments now, I guess, and this is the part probably that makes me more like I don't know if they did the right thing. Is this isn't the first time that we've no. questioned game management? Well, we've questioned it a lot last year. We've questioned it in pretty much every game this right year. Right before and the not, half has, has been not pretty much. No, this and that's more so than what happened here. The theme is what bothers yeah. me. Yeah, three for three, into the half in Tampa, into the game in L.A., into the half here at home. And the, even more remarkable than that is that none of the three decisions have bit them in the ass yet. Right. Really, four. But you're looking really at like four if you think about the end of the half and and, and against the Chargers. I mean, I know it was Fossil that, that wanted to oh, go the pump for the, block, but yeah, I mean, yeah. either just he, awareness. He could have called awareness. it off yeah. and said, "No, no, no, give us the football." None yeah. of it has bit them yet, and it will. It's yeah. going to. And so that's what bothers me more so than whether or not this was the right call. Is I'm just like. You are showing a very consistent theme of, in my opinion, not handling the end of these halves very well, and eventually it will catch up to you. You know, the funny of those four things we talked about it, two of them have been overly aggressive. 60-yarder, just <laughs> kick it. He's, yeah. He can't make anything, but he'll, he'll, he'll hit this one. And then the other one, you know, we'll just go block the punt. And which we haven't done in six years or whatever, but let's just do it. And then the other two were like, ah, you know what, Chargers, he's going to make this 56-yarder. We don't we're have good. to get any more yards. We don't at the end of the half here. We're good, 20-7. to seven. So it's like it's four things, and two of them have been really aggressive. One of them have been not yeah. aggressive. And like you said, it hasn't bit them yet. But you Yeah, know. you wonder. Like, you're going to have some games or you're going to have some really tough opponents, and those kind of things will matter. It'll be this week. I mean, this team. They're 3-0. and They're 3-0. Yeah. and Tell me they're 3. They're, I know Jets and Houston, I'm missing Saints. this second. They beat the Saints. Yeah, the which is a, a very quality okay. win. Yeah, yeah. And, But now, of course, they had Christian McCaffrey, which we're going to talk right. about that tomorrow. Uh, without Christian McCaffrey, how much does that change this team? Because that's what they did all last year, and it didn't work out that. well for them. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Actually, we'll get into the whole offense uh, chart. I'm sorry, the Carolina Panther offense versus the Cowboys defense. We'll have Bucky come in and join us as well. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!